Welcome to the JMS Podcast. My name is Jorge M. Sanchez and thank you for tuning in. We have a great episode today. We have comedian Arturo Regoza. He's a great human being. This guy is nothing but positive vibes. And I really did enjoy talking to him. We had a great chat about high school years, about comedy, and about our uh, uh, the way we have to, in some ways, alter our perspective and really concentrate on our work and not worry about the bigger issues uh, because uh, you'll never know if you even get there to even have a say at a bigger issue when it comes to your passion. And that part does not make sense to you now, but once you listen to the conversation, it will make perfect sense. So look forward to that interview. Before we get there, uh, we do have a segment of the uh, uh, Wheels on Reels. He reviews La La Land. Tomorrow is the Oscars. I'm recording this a day before. And we recorded this review actually a while back. I think it's like a, like a week or two after uh, La La Land came out. It was just, uh, you know, it was delayed for several reasons. And so, but I'm putting it out now. Uh, it's uh, the audio of, uh, edited version of the review. Pretty soon we'll have the full length review on YouTube. So look forward to that. But for now, uh, let's... Uh, we're going to take a listen to what Jacob Wheels has to say about La La Land. Because that's the biggest film that everybody's expecting to win. Uh, I, I do have some mixed feelings about that. Um, but overall, uh, I, I think there's some great contenders in the Oscars. Although I am a little disappointed that Jackie is not getting more recognition than it deserves. Yeah, I, I think Natalie Portman did a great job. She should win, in my opinion, from what I've seen from the other performances. Uh best actress but at the same time I feel Jackie is, is such a great film in its screenplay and in its direction so I don't know I'm, I'm a little I'm, hope uh, hope that down the line people will realize that that's a great film to watch I don't know why I just plugged that into you guys if you haven't seen Jackie go see it I loved it alright but uh, again please check out the jmspodcast.com website you can see all the content that's available there plus plus the podcast archive and many more. You can subscribe to the podcast uh, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can follow the JMS podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And please, I could always use your support. Share this podcast around if you dig it. And on top of that, uh, please, uh, you could help donate to this podcast. You can check it out, the Patreon and the GoFundMe account that's on the website, jmspodcast.com. All right, let's start with the review of La La Land. Coca-Cola is not that good of a fucking drink. I don't feel like a million bucks whenever I drink Coke. I just feel like, I don't know. I don't know. But that's my. But but uh, that's your take on Coca-Cola. But we're here for La La Land. Are we recording? Yes, we've been recording the whole time. Uh, it's a good introduction to this film because you talk about musicals and Coca-Cola commercials. And uh, this is an interesting musical. What a great uh, uh, intro to this episode. Uh, that's a good segue to this episode. We didn't even introduce this episode. Nope. So this episode, we're here to review La La Land. Jacob Wheels uh, comes back. And did you wear the shirt? 
I did wear the shirt. You did wear the shirt. I am the best fucking film critic in uh, San Jose. All right. Uh, <laughs> but La La Land, La La Land is the latest film from uh, Damien Chazelle. Yes. Uh, you. This is probably his second directo uh, film. I guess his second Britain. biggest one. Yes, yeah, because I think one. he directed like two other films before this. No, well he okay. His debut film is Whiplash. I think he made one before that, but it was super indie. So N- was it? Because as far as I know, he he is a screenwriter mm-hmm. and he has written other features. Yeah, uh, but as far as I know, his debut dir- directing was Whiplash. Yeah, like he broke out with uh, that. Which yeah, I love that movie. And, Fuck, and that movie is great. And La La Land is his second feature length film. Yeah. And uh, so uh, it stars, let's see, it stars Ryan Gosling, White Emma people. Stone, White people, um, and a couple other people that I, I, that I'm not familiar white. with. The, some, most of them were white. There's only um, like one black character in there, which was John Legend's character. I, I think it was John Legend. Yeah. The black yeah, guy. Yeah. And literally, if I used to be like, hey, remember that black guy in the movie? You'd be like, oh, yeah. Because there was only John one. John Legend. Yeah, John Legend. Because he yeah. was the only black guy in that movie. A, a film about jazz. And we have one yeah, black guy. right? All the black people are in the background. Yeah. Like, and then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I could literally go up to anyone who's seen this and be like, Hey, uh, remember that black guy's role? Yeah. They'll, they'll tell you. They know. But uh, but it, it is a, a, bit, a bit of a synopsis, uh, according to IMDb, is a jazz pianist falls for an aspiring actress in Los Angeles. That's simple. That's simple. I can make it simpler. White people sing and fall in love with each other. That's like every other musical. That's what this movie was. Well, except for uh, the 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 Wiz. Oh well, you know that was the exception. That's black people probably. I never seen the Wiz. Is that black people? Michael Jackson's in that movie. It's yeah, but I never seen it. it. It's an all black musical. Is it's the Wizard of Oz but black? Yeah, exactly. Does anyone fall in love in that movie? Uh, I don't recall. Probably. I never seen it. Anyway, so La La Land. Uh, Mr. Jacob Wheels. Yeah. In your words, what's this movie about, and what's your take on it? I already told you what it was about. <laughs> uh, it's a musical. Like it's it's a throwback to old musicals, which is a really nice change of pace in this growing uh, film industry. Because you don't get a lot of musicals that are kind of like throwback to the old. Um, what do you call it? Just musicals. But, you know, people singing. Mm-hmm. They used to do that back in like the fifties. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a musical uh, about a, a struggling jazzy musician mm-hmm. and an actress falling in love with each other. Mm. And if a music is good in a film, then fuck it. This is a good musical. Mm-hmm. I well, like this film. Musical has to be tricky, though. You know, when they say it's tricky to make a musical, it is tricky to make a musical because yeah. uh, you're relying on two things. The biggest thing, of course, is the the song and dancing. Yeah. The, 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 the How you're filming the, the set pieces. Of song and dance, mm-hmm. I think a great a musical that comes to mind is Chicago. That film was amazing in the way it. they shot that film. Uh, another thing is uh, how to tell a story integrating that, because that could be really really tricky. Yeah. And there's some musicals that have shitty ass stories but have great dance numbers. Then you got you got films that have shitty dance numbers but great stories. Mm-hmm. So to find good balance is very difficult. Right. Um, so how did you find this film? Do you think this film did well as as a musical? Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, like the the music didn't add like too much t- to the story, but it added like you can, you know, it added good transitions into like the rest of the story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the first, like it wasn't the first musical number; it was the second musical number, 
um, where it's like, all right, she's, she's, I, I, I forgot this movie and I saw it twice. Uh, she's like, she goes, she, she, there's an audition. She, she doesn't get the part and she's like, oh, I need you to, the friends are like, let's cheer you up by going to a party. And she's like, no, I don't want to go to a party. And then transitional musical. And then she ends up at the party. And this movie was great at transitioning from one scene to another with music. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> it was. Like, it was just like, something's happening. Music. All right, now we're at this scene. Uh-huh. So, and so it, it has, has a great editor behind it, huh? It has the best transitions I've ever seen in a movie. So you enjoyed the film? I loved it. Okay, you loved it. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I, I'm, I'm in a, I was sick. I've been sick. And just like going to the movies to, this is a good escape film. You know what I mean? Like, it's a good film. Like, I don't want to be in my normal shitty life. I'm going to go watch a musical. And it took me away for two whole hours. Hmm. And then I got to real world and I was like, fuck. Well, you are aware that this musical is getting a, a lot of buzz. Yeah. Um, and even Oscar buzz. Does it live up to its hype? See, this is a hard one because I don't think it's Oscar worthy. Like the really? performances, they the all the characters were kind of, they're kind of one dimensional. Like they didn't have too much depth to them. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they weren't super fleshed out. They were just kind of like, oh, an actress. Like I mean, don't get me wrong, this the performances were solid, but the the characters that they were working with just weren't that. Uh, I don't know. Interesting. Do you feel like Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone did a great job in the performance though? Yeah, I love their chemistry. Like, don't get me like. Their chemistry was just, like, amazing. Like, I believed it. Like, they played well off each other, and I had a great time. Mm. But I don't think he would... Like, out of all his filmography, I don't think Ryan Gosling should win an award for this. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Because I've seen... I mean, that guy's an amazing actor. That guy's a handsome-ass actor. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he's just... I mean, he was charismatic. Like, he was re- really charismatic. The cool thing about this movie is that his character is, like, super excited about what he does. And... And it, that got me excited about what he did. And I was like, yeah, I like jazz too. And then I get out in this movie and I'm like, I don't think I like jazz that much as 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 I thought I did. <laughs> so this film convinced you to like jazz for the duration for of the film. For at least like two hours, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you remembered why you don't like jazz. No, I, I, I don't hate jazz. All right, yeah. I like jazz. Well, jazz, j- is jazz is a big start of the story. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, obviously, the the filmmaker had had a couple of things to say about jazz and where it is now and where it's going. Yeah, and um, and you agree with that? I, yeah, yeah, I was totally agree. Uh, I have a lot of nitpicky problems about the about this movie when it comes to certain things. Like and what? One, one in particular is like, like there's that whole uh, John Legend. He wants to like create fusion jazz, right? And like, just something about like like. I don't know what they were trying to do, but they're like, they're trying to convey that like this fusion jazz sucks. But I was like, I really like that song. I like that fusion jazz song with the, with the synthesizers and shit. And I was like, I don't like, I know he hates it, but like, I don't, I don't hate this fusion jazz. I would listen to the dreamers if they were actually, I think that was their name. The messengers. Oh, well, you know, same thing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I would listen to the messengers if they were an actual band. I'd be like, yeah, I I can get behind this. Hmm. This movie kind of kind of dwells into that thematic elements of like what is jazz and what does it mean to our culture now? I, I, I mean, I, it's okay. This filmmaker Damien Chazelle, yeah, 
Uh, he's up and coming star, and if you ask me, he has a bright future ahead of us because he tackled Whiplash and he tackled La La Land. You know, it's funny that movie was also about jazz too, Whiplash. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like he, he and he comes from a jazz background, so oh, yeah. he's really developing his voice through his film work and really conveying his his views on jazz and music and what it means to him and the people and what he feels that it means to the culture. And I don't think it's no accident that this film is, I feel it's really geared towards people our age, which is yeah. the millennial age. Mm-hmm. Although it does have, I feel, um, a a bit of, of a retro look, you know, back mm-hmm. to the 50s and stuff. But he didn't really go all out. He didn't, know In that level. He, he really kept it nice and simple, which yeah. is smart for, for, for someone who's a beginner filmmaker like he is on that level. This is a big project. So. Uh, he kept it very simple. There's some flaws I saw in that for him, you know, being a newcomer. Yeah. But other than that, it, it didn't take away from the movie for me. Two creative people, the actress and and the musician. I think I, I really love the way he played with that and how their relationship works, how mm-hmm. their relationship cannot work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. You are way more passionate about this movie than I am. I, yeah, dude, this movie hit me hard. <laughs> Did it, it hit me hard. I related so much on another level because I feel anybody who's a performer or anybody who's, who's I mean, obviously who's a musician or, who, or who's into filmmaking, but in general, anybody who's creative in one way or another has been through this uh, uh, journey. Yeah, yeah. These characters have. Yeah, Would no, you I agree? agree. I agree. I do. I do agree. I really did. I mean, I, you as a comedian, you've been there. Yeah, right? no, I, I, I totally. When, uh, Emma Stone's character, you know what I mean? I totally related with her and and the the shit she's going, she went through in this movie, or she, whatever, just the shit. Um, and like it, it did kind of hit me, you know, in certain scenes when she's talking about her passion and how she's not, uh, she's not, uh, you know, she's she's kind of negative about her passion. You know what I mean? She's very optim or pessimistic about it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, she was very like, she's like, I might not get this. You know, early on, she's like, I I, I, I auditioned for this, but I might not get it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that's the part you relate to more. It's like you're insecure yeah. about your talent. Mm-hmm. But then there's the other coin of it, which, you know, I, like, I can relate to Ryan Gosling, where it's like, fuck it. I do what I want. Yeah. Regardless of what, what others think of it. Well, see, I'm an Emma Stone in this scenario. I need to find my Ryan Gosling. But overall, I like this film. It was good. Yeah, no, I loved it. I mean, it, the, the only problem I had with this film is, like, the more I thought about it, instead of living in the moment of the film, the kind of... I, I started nitpicking it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I started like, well, why why did this happen? Like, why... Like, what scene in particular? Uh, just, you know, scenes that I'm not going to spoil. Oh, it's one of the ending? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the ending, you're either into it or not. Yeah. Uh... It's, it's so hard to review this film without like talking well, about that because that's a big part of the movie. It's a bittersweet ending. We, yeah, we could put it that way. It is bittersweet. It's a huge part of that. End. I I feel like if it didn't have that ending, I probably wouldn't have liked this film. As much as I like the 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 musical numbers, yeah, and the um and like the cinematography and the movement of the camera and all that stuff, the visuals, like I don't think I would have liked it if they didn't go with that. Yeah. Um, but my only complaints, my only flaws are technical ones that shouldn't even really matter. I think what what's technical? Like what part? The camera panned too much? No, what? nothing like that. More like a sense of direction. Like I, I could tell that. I feel if, if Damien Chazelle was a, a little, little bit older, at least, or at least a, a, a more experience, a little bit more experience in in in, mm-hmm. in cinema, I think he could have handled certain sets um, a little better. Because there there was times where I feel like it was cut too short. Or I felt certain things were cut too long. 
Yeah, I, the middle, whole middle part was there's just kind of like a lot of nothing really going on. And, and I feel like, you know, he, he could have... But again, that's so small. That's so small. Yeah. But other than that, I, I think it's... A, I don't know why I'm, I'm becoming a critic here, but... Yeah, this is not... This is just wheels on reels, not Jorge, I know, I Jorge know, I know. on... Overall, I liked it. I liked the film I too. I really, really liked it. It was a good film. Like, like, I actually... You know what? The soundtrack's really good. Like, I listened to that shit on Spotify... More than I probably should. Like that opening, oh my god, that opening number mm-hmm. was just that blew me away. Uh-huh. Like I liked it because it really set the tone of the film. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, oh, I, I just love the setting of it and like how it, it's kind of thematically appropriate to the rest of the film. Because mm-hmm. the opening number is, uh, what's it called? Another Day in the Sun or something like that. You know what I do? I just discovered what was my problem. What was your problem? The With musical the numbers? Yeah. I love the story more than I love the musical numbers. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's your fault. Yeah. You stop. You, you just made me realize that. God, really? Cause, yeah, because a lot of people love the opening sequence. And I liked it, but I was like, um... Like, for me, it was, it was Are okay. you attacking me for not liking musicals? No, no. Are you attacking... <sighs> I feel attacked now. Like, like I, I almost feel like this... I almost wish this film was not even a musical sometimes. What? I know, I know. No, stop it. I thought no. the musical numbers were just okay. They were good. Some were better than others, but I thought they were, just, like, overall, nothing really blew me away. Yeah, I mean, the musical, the music wasn't, like, super, super, like, amazing, but, like, I thought it was pretty good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can listen to the first opening number, and even that last, that last one, that last number that they do, mm-hmm. like, I fucking love that. Mm-hmm. Just the piano and the horns and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have more of a music background than I do, so you're probably more... Oh, it's not saying much, though. Yeah, and, like, you play a guitar. <laughs> I, no, lo- I can look at a guitar. I think I just wanted more out of the musical numbers. Really? Yeah, but the story I mean, itself, I I'm not gonna I lie. Like, I, I wish there was more happening in the middle. Like, I wish there was more music in the middle of the film. But other than that, like... <clears throat> yeah, no. That was solid. I like... I, li- I even like that song that Emma Stone does by herself. Which like her rant, yeah. yeah, her audition. Because yeah. I just I love the theme. <clears throat> this is weird. I love the theme of the song, rather than I don't know. Because I felt because like, the song is about like about just dreaming and like like yeah. It, it this it starts off as a song about her aunt, but then it's like it's about everyone else who's trying to make it. You know, everyone else who's just trying to follow their passion. Mm-hmm. And I just I just love you know, I just love it. Mm. All right. Uh. Yeah. Anything else? Should we, go, I don't know. should we go search our rating? I don't know. Like, there's not too much to talk about this. I can talk about how I felt during half of these scenes. How do you feel? Uh, so, I, as I mentioned before, I saw this twice. And I liked it the second time because I knew all the, the twists and turns that were going to happen. And I was I was kind of excited to he- hear people react to that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like that first opening number. Like, I was like, when I first saw it, I was like, man, this is amazing. And then the second time I saw it, like... I, I noticed that other people thought it was amazing too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it made me feel better about myself. Mm. Actually, you know what? The cinematography, the lighting in that first musical number was kind of weird. How so? And no one was lit very well. Yeah. Yeah. I I, kinda, I, I was I like, agree. I was like, ah, I kind of want to yeah. see this brown goddess, but no. This brown. <laughs> what? 
the the, the lady in the yellow dress. Yeah, and that's what that's my that's how that's that's well, that's her character. That's that's the I'm gonna call her. That's definitely a drawback. There were times where I, I thought I, I thought it was the projection's fault. I was like, see, I, I thought that too, but I saw it again. Yeah, and I was like, no, this because because I was like, it's some it seems a little too dark, or, or mm-hmm. like like I I could you know there's more shadows I, I could really see, but but then I find out you know. I think I think there's an indie element in this film. It, it doesn't have the epicness of a musical. Mm-hmm. It has a very indie feel, like a small budget. Yeah, like uh, an indie musical. Right, which, which is which, I think adds to this film even more in yeah. some cases. Well, besides the lighting, it felt very stuff. intimate. All right, I, I that's why I like this film. You know, what I mean, it was simple. It was just two characters, really, and it's you know you had it's just you and these three people. Two people, mm. if you don't include John Legend. Yeah, I mean, it was the budget was thirty million dollars. Hmm. We should make a musical for thirty million. Yeah, yeah. Why not for like five bucks too? We can do that. You have a guitar. I can. <laughs> I can. I can do something. Let's turn this episode into a podcast. Into a into a musical podcast. Yeah, that's interesting. Thirty million dollars. Is that a lot? Well. Well, like in terms of musical money, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't think I like that that fact. Now <laughs> he had thirty million dollars, and I felt he could have gone a little bit more epic. But I digress. It's a great film, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Go see it in box office. Yeah, I think I you you get so much more seeing it on a big screen with nice speakers. Mm-hmm. I feel like watching this on the small screen, uh, it, it wouldn't do it justice. Because even the shots, you know, when they're like floating through space, dancing through space like white people do. Uh, like, that was beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, they're dancing into the sun and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I never done that. So, what do you give this rating? Uh, box uh, See, there's that weird in between because it's not like super gold. You know, I've seen better musicals. I've seen The Pick of Truth, The Pick of Destiny. That's a musical. Right. Uh-huh. That was a pretty good musical. Uh-huh. You don't, you don't look convinced. Did you not see the pick of destiny? Yeah, I did. It was it. fun. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Way. Um, go go see it in the bo- in the theaters. Box office gold. Why do you put me through this? Why do you put me through this? It's not gold. It's like silver. It's box office silver. Silver screen. Box office platinum. Oh, that's way too much. Like this film wasn't that amazing. No, it's a good it's a good escape. So box office silver. Yeah. All right, I, I, I can meet you there. Yeah, there you go. We we're agreeing on something. Over, yep. Overall, good film though. Yeah, good watching in theaters. Box office silver. All right, thanks for coming, Jacob. Yeah. All right, there you have it. What do you think? Have you seen this film and do you agree or do you disagree? I would love to hear about it. Please send your thoughts to jmspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, some of you guys will be like, dude, you totally have it wrong. And some of you guys will be like, yeah, you nailed it right in the head. So whatever it may be, I would love to get some feedback. And uh, yeah. Also, I would like to correct myself in the review. I mentioned that, you know, that Whiplash is Damon Chazelle's debut film. Uh, technically, it's not true. Uh, his first film was a small black and white indie called Guy and Madeline on a Park Bench, which I saw. It was okay. Uh, I, I saw it. It was on YouTube. It's not available anymore, but I, I saw. And this is like 
what I, I think he got in some film festivals. And uh, this guy uh, back then, you know, we all make our mistakes when we're, or I still make my big mistakes, of course. And, uh, but man, this guy, the number of things that was popping in my head when I was watching his first black and white film was like, man, does this guy even believe in a tripod? Like, what's what's the deal here? Anyway, check it out if you can somewhere. It's, uh, overall, I date it. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to what the Oscars may bring. All right, next up, we have our interview with comedian Arturo Regoza. He does run a open mic on Union City. It is called the Pepper Tree Lounge. I hear nothing but great things about it. I have not had a chance to check it out, but one of these days I really should. And uh, so, yeah. So let's go to that interview right now with comedian Arturo Regoza. The podcast runs, the Joe Rogan podcast, it's really long, mm-hmm. and they go all over the place on yeah. such a, a, a speed. Yes. That, like, for me to keep up. Yeah. Usually, I listen to podcasts when I'm doing something else. Yep. So, if they're having this deep conversation, and they're kind of tackling a bunch of issues, um, can you hear yourself? Yes, I can. Okay. Very clearly. All right. Uh I, I I get a little lost in it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you get lost. You don't. You're not yeah. used to hearing yourself, so you get. But but <laughs> you know, like it's funny because I feel like his podcast is one of those podcasts where it's great if you're really into it, like if you're taking the time to concentrate to listen what their the conversation. Yeah. But it also works great uh, if you're using it as as background noise. Yeah. But you, yeah. I cannot have I've in the middle. That. I can't have where I'm like trying doing something and trying to listen to what they're doing. Yeah, because they move at. I understand what you're saying. Like they'll be on a different subject in like five minutes, or like something yeah. deeper in that subject, and you're like, "How did they?" And you're trying to rewind. Right. And then on YouTube, when you try to rewind in a three-hour video, yeah, you move your finger a centimeter, and it's like an hour, yeah. <laughs> and so you can't get back to the particular second increment. So it's a it's a it's a very uh, very privileged problem <laughs> for us to have. Like trying to Whoa. find. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it. privilege! Yeah, uh, yeah, no, trying to find, trying to find that one second and being like, "Oh, this is such a yeah. problem <laughs> when people are hungry." <laughs> but yeah, man. Right. But you, you've been on several podcasts now, right? Yeah, I've been on uh, a few of them. Uh, just, uh, I'm kind of getting used to it. They're becoming really popular, man. I didn't know they were so big. I actually did a podcast before I knew podcasts were big. Like I, really? I just, I just didn't know about the world. You know how there's, there's like, well, how was that conversation? It's like, Hey man, come to my place. I, I want to record a conversation of ours. I was, I was just like, okay. I was like, it's, they said it's like a, a radio online thing that I do. And I was like, that sounds fine. I'll, I'll do it. Uh, but it was, uh, it was actually Alex's, uh, podcast, Alex love. It was her. Here's oh. why that's funny one. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So she, you know, she well her thing's in the studio so she said you can come by the studio and I was like okay so I felt comfortable if she was like hey you gonna come over to my room later and not that yeah I'm just be like kind of like oh this yeah. might be uh, I might get robbed <laughs> I'm well, just kidding <laughs> well you here at my studio you feel comfortable yeah you okay and you're like this is in the middle man it's like in the, it's yeah. in the house but it's a studio like nah I'm, I'm comfortable man I just didn't know what it was it's like uh I didn't know the world existed it's like when that 
uh, man, I don't know if you remember that, like the dance movies. You know how a dance movie comes out, and there's like you're like, dude, there's hella people into this, and I'm like, I didn't know that this is what a lot of people care about. You know, yeah, like yeah. you're like like that movie Rise where people like crumping and clowning, but they're like serious. Like you don't know that this world exists. That was like for me, but it was like podcast. So it was like it was just not with like people dancing. <laughs> I was like, this is cool. I enjoyed it. How many total were you in? Uh, I've only done like I think only three. I did two of Alex's. And I did uh, some of my other friends' podcasts. I just jumped on it. And I, like, got on somebody's podcast while they were just recording because I was in, the like, another room. And they were like, dude, man, come in here, man. We need more stuff to talk about. And I was like, all right, uh, I'll, I'll come in. But, yeah, it's it's uh, it's cool. I like it. You ever thought of starting your own? Uh, yeah. After watching, like, now that I'm into it, now I, like, watch Joe Rogan's podcast. I'm going to get into Hannibal Burris's. Like, I'm into the comedy ones, obviously. So I'm going to watch, uh, I mean, watch, well, depending. If you have, like, Joe Rogan, you can watch it on YouTube. But I'm going to listen to the podcast. And uh, there's a lot of comedy ones out there. It's just blowing my mind how, like, everybody's got one. Have you heard of the Kill Tony? Uh, in Tony? San Francisco? Yeah, they did it in San Francisco. But it's a, it's a thing that happens anywhere, basically. Uh, Tony uh, Hinchcliffe, he runs, uh, he gives comics in that area one minute to go up and do like a set or whatever yeah and then uh they talk about it right there as people are like doing their one minute set so it's like and if they I, I, it's weird yeah I, I did something similar to that in san francisco you uh, did do you consider mutiny radio okay it's a dumb question Podcast? We, uh, yeah is it it can be right i think it is right uh it's recorded and uh, like in digitally is it put up or is it just like oh well, yeah well i i know through the internet they they, they, they do some live stuff yeah, uh, and recorded stuff. Yeah, but like for me, the way I define a podcast and the way I define it to other people who do not know what it is, and I, and then I tell them I do that. They're like, what yeah. is that? Yeah, but it's pretty much radio through the internet, like you said before. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard to explain sometimes, right? Because right. it's so close, and you don't know, and then no one really knows exactly what it is. <laughs> it's yeah. like a hipster, like you don't know exactly what it is, but you have an idea. Like you could kind of, you could point at one, but they're like, yeah. you know, me and your radio. I forgot the guy that, that was doing it. He was producing a show where comedians uh, go up and they tell stories with celebrities. Oh, okay. And, and I and I had a story with uh, what's your face, uh, 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 Paulina Rubio. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Are you familiar with her? No, she a uh, yeah. Latin superstar. Yeah, it's what it, that she had that kind of name where it was yeah. like she's she, like she, a, she, she's a Latin uh, pop singer. Oh, uh, okay. And I went over there and I told that story. Yeah. And uh, and uh, they recorded it and they put it out there. You know, I had friends from San Jose. It's like, oh, I heard you on the on on, on the internet thing. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. But I don't know. Yeah. It's it's weird to I feel to do comedy sets through the radio. It's yes, yeah. because you kind of need a, an audience. And they did have an audience. Yeah, you don't hear the live feedback. Right. Especially, right. you know, you do comedy. I do comedy. So, you know, you hear it right away. Like, you hear if you're, you know, Lynn laughs. And uh, right now, we both could be bombing hard. <laughs> and, like, there's, like, people listening. We have no idea, which is good and bad, right? Yeah, but yeah, we could yeah. be bombing super hard right now. But we don't know. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. <laughs> Can you imagine if we had a... That'd be a funny open mic to have where, like, you go into a room by yourself, like a studio, and yeah. you do your set, and you cannot see the audience at all. Like, uh -huh. they could watch you, but you have no fucking clue. Yeah. You're just doing your set, and they can 
hear it out of a speaker and like you have no you can't hear them so you don't even know if you're doing good or not that'd be like a really funny you so, so, could do that actually to some local comedians that's kind of similar to what Frascati is to them <laughs> yeah uh, dude Frascati is a brutal room like, yeah like, like, for a cafe too uh, man and when you're bombing you're bombing in broad daylight you know yeah. I've seen veteran comedians sweat up there yeah and, yeah. and like you know it's like <laughs> oh well, okay it's, it's like a bar audience at a, com- at a, at a cafe because <laughs> sometimes in the bars they don't give a shit like they're not right. listening you can bomb hard well here's the yeah. thing with the bar yeah. is is they may have the, their own thing but you got like, you don't have the awkward silence yeah that's you, true you, 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 you could always be like alright I, I just gotta plow through this shit yeah yeah. with this noise mm-hmm. or, or with this drunk guy heckling right? yeah there's some kind of interaction you know uh, and at Frascati I've seen it where you they have uh, yeah. people's attentions and maybe not directly because some have you know are looking down on their work but they're still listening to you yeah uh, so the opportunity to get a laugh is still there. Yeah. But so, there'll be times where comedians will say joke and silence. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and for and, and, and the times like, dude, this crowd, you know, whatever. But I was like, you know what? Man. It's just the, the material is not that good yeah. to that particular demographic. Yeah. Or maybe you did it uh, different that night. But exactly. it's all those, all those reasons. Yeah. And, and there's no real excuse to that. Yeah, it's like you, you had the opportunity. Yeah. You, you had control uh, of the situation. Uh, the situation. Yeah, you meaning did. everybody could hear, could hear you. Yeah, it, you know, it yeah. just didn't deliver. And, I, yeah. and that, I think that makes a lot of comedians sweat. Yeah, because on a local level, it's like <laughs> I, I don't. I can't think of another mic that's like that. No, no, there's not. There's not another but, mic but where you mics. actually have them listening. Yeah, and you could get it. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's but, awesome. but but you not not only you're a comedian, but you know, I think you've. Uh, become part I like to say group special group that produce their own open mics yeah I feel we, we should be giving people who produce open mics a, a big amount of credit yeah because uh, you guys are providing a space yeah and you guys uh, I don't know about you you in particular but sometimes you have to deal with a lot of bullshit you do no you you definitely do you know uh, be, behind the scenes bullshit yeah because you start dealing with the the, the people aspect of, of the comics and you know you have to the comics the audience the owners yeah you have so many like people that you're dealing with you deal with the owner you're right exactly the owner you have the people you have the comics actual because like when you go to open mic as just a comic you only know them like before they get on their set like all that kind of stuff it's cool but you don't know how like they say they'll be there at like 820 and then they're not there which is fine but then they're mad about the fact they're not up and then you're like it's like oh dude it becomes a whole thing so you get to know who they are on the inside and then you got an audience yeah and and then they get mad because you're like well what is the show yeah and then you have the owner like hey man is this gonna so is this gonna i thought i was gonna be rich off this show like what's going on and i'm like no dude i didn't say that my family was banking on this man (laughs) i made sure when i went into my open mic place before i had it and i I told him i said i just guarantee i'm gonna get some more people than you had before (laughs) so i make sure i don't promise too high just blow it up but it's uh it's it's been fun man it's been fun but you're right um you there should be a lot of credit given to people who just run shows in general uh and 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 putting together open mics is definitely in that in that area because i mean you keep comedy here alive if all the open mics shut down everybody's going to san francisco dude (laughs) everybody's and then if they shut down you're like oh shit we got to go to la like you got it it's not it's not here if nobody's doing it so uh, yeah and uh, you could probably count like I don't know. If we sat down and counted all the open mics, there's got to be less than 30, I think, in, in our the area. South Bay? In the area, just Dude. in the area in general. Even if you count SF, you know what I mean? Like, even if it, it's... Oh, I see. You know what I mean? If we count SF yeah. and we count even, like, maybe we go out to Danville and stuff, just our whole, like... It, it, Bay Area, a little region, yeah. it's probably like 30, dude. 
and that's for like new people to get started and for people to really work on their shit because a lot of people well that's the only time they'll work on new stuff is when they know they're going to an open mic you know you're not going to go to like tommy t's or if you produce a show later in the week a re- like like a real show i'm not going to do new stuff i want to bring stuff that's going to make your show good because that's like a uh, showcase yeah like a showcase i want to make your show good so i'm not gonna I'm not gonna pull out my new stuff, you know. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> like, yeah. right. Yeah, it's like one of those things. And your mic is is in Hayward, close. It's Union like, City. Union City. It's there between Hayward and Fremont. It's like a small city. That's for me. There. That that space in the Bay Area has been weird to me. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Uh, it's just a stretch of towns, mm-hmm. uh, and for me, like for San Jose, we always got this, you know, identity issue, when, especially in comedy. It's like, oh, you know, bring whatever to here and yeah this and that and then people immediately skip over to oakland or immediately skip immediately skip over to san francisco even san cruz yeah but nobody really thinks about the comedy scene along the east bay yeah you know such as city newark and and hayward yeah which which you know i know a lot of comics that come from those areas yeah for sure well i mean if you think about it there's a lot of comics right and i mean even i mean i guess uh, I don't want to say art titans and offend anybody who's not in what I'm about to say. So this isn't to offend people. This is just a point to point out. So if you're mad, that's on you. Uh, like, <laughs> like, a, like Sammy, uh, Sammy obeyed. Uh, and then we have Kabir Singh. Like they're both from Fremont, dude. Mm-hmm. Like they both went to Mission. I think Mission High School or something like that. They're from there. You know what I mean? Like, when, uh, like. Dude. Wait, wait! They both went to the same high school. They went to the same, the same high school. I'm pretty. I hope I'm not wrong. If they're mad about that, I'm sorry. I just what, know that what are they from feeding to their kids? I don't know, man. But like the the weird thing is because because they're both really great. They're both, yeah, yeah, really fantastic. But you know what's crazy? I have like I have a weird theory about it. Mission Mission High School was the the school where like when you played them in sports because I played sports. You were like they they you're you're gonna win no matter who you play like it's just like that like you're gonna win whoever on your team you actually play because the teams weren't that good like they were the worst like athletic teams except for badminton those motherfuckers were great in badminton for some reason but like I think it's I think it's just like for some reason I'm gonna say that because the the teams are so weak other people started doing things with their brains. <laughs> And I think I think somehow like Kabir and Sammy like they just fucking they just got it, man. <laughs> like I don't know. They, they, they I think shit. Kabir, Kabir and Sammy are both athletic as hell, so I don't want you to think that they're yeah. they're both like probably like knock people out. Hey, you, 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 you may be onto something, you know. The, the sports department is so shitty that the arts department like over over you know compensates. I guarantee you there's there's something there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're, there's there's a, if I do a, I'm not gonna do a paper on it, but I'll pretend that I did, and it probably makes yeah. sense. <laughs> like it probably does. <laughs> I'm gonna get some scientists. I'm gonna hire him. Yeah. Call Neil deGrasse Tyson and tell him to get to work. <laughs> but uh, uh, Arturo, yeah, where were you born and raised? Ah, uh, Union City. So actually, oh, that's your hometown. Then. Not even joking. By chance, where Pepper Tree is at, you could probably throw a football over a f- and 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 like get close to where my house is at. <laughs> like it's uh, it's pretty close. Like it's literally two streets like over. If you jumped over, you could jump over buildings. You get to my house in two jumps. If you can do that, wow. like yeah. So I grew up like right there. Um, I never even knew that 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 bar was there because when I was growing up, I was a kid. You don't really look for bars, <laughs> like certain kids do, but that's cool. But uh, yeah, so that's where I grew up, and um, I've actually always been in Union City. I recently uh, I'm moving to Newark right yeah. now, but like it's still like uh, that's that's basically where I've from, been from the whole time. So yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting thing. How, how was your house growing up? Like was, what was happening? Oh man, uh, the kind of household I had growing up was like, mom was working. 
dad was working well, that I classic thing well, I work with <laughs> at least I had both of those right but uh, my mom uh, worked in dialysis and my dad he uh, builds homes he's a general contractor so he was uh, he was always doing that and we had that it was a weird household that was run by whoever the older like older one which was my one of my older brothers but uh, it was kind of crazy man because uh, what happened is is that like in that in that household my br- my brother Raphael had uh, I shouldn't drop names but it's fine he uh, he liked my like my younger brother more than me so like my, what? my like, like he, he blatantly told you no but just with actions though things that matter <laughs> like you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah like uh like basically anything would happen if my little brother could like say like anything and it's it's on like I, it was one of those things where i had a, i was walking on eggshells all the time because if my little brother eventually i kid you not he could have put on like a crown and like a fucking like and sat on a throne and it would have made sense because he could have literally said anything and wave his like finger with a gold ring and then my brother would like be either on me or i'd be on timeout or some like crazy thing like that but he was uh he was pretty where did that ego trip come from uh, i think my it was weird i think just the age wise because my I, my brother's older than than us considerably um uh, and um he kind of raised that brother like my brother andrew uh he kind of raised him a little bit so it kind of became like it was his kid he actually had a hand in him because my parents were working so much he was teaching him stuff you know all good things you know what I mean, like math and all that kind of stuff but the thing is that nurturing aspect i didn't have that with him it just didn't happen you know but you know in there so like i was just like i just became somehow a stepchild <laughs> to so, him but so yeah, there was step stepchild there were there were three of you. Yeah, well, I had my sister in the house too. There's like there's five of us. Well, what, my oldest brother was out. Second oldest is the one that lived with us. What's the age gap? Oh man, the age gap. I don't. They're so far. I don't even know it. <laughs> like I think it's like I think it's like seven years, eight years. Oh wow. Uh, for, okay. For between me and my second oldest, and then it's like four more years to my to my oldest. So they were grown like people by that that time. But um, yeah. So it's pretty cool though. Is, is that yeah. something your your parents always wanted a big family like that? Um no. I mean I don't. You know, when it comes to Cause like, it, Latin families in general, right, right. <laughs> like no one plans to have a big family. It just happens. <laughs> like, and, and they're okay with it. It's kind of like, oh, this is going on. This is cool. So they, I don't think they planned for it, but um, yeah, we just ended up having it because, like, my my uh, oldest my oldest brothers, they have different dads actually, and uh, that's why there's a gap there. Uh, they have different dads, and then my dad is different. So there's like three dads involved. Could, could that play a factor and? In- why your your brother was a bit resentful? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it could, but I think it was just more because he was more. It was more of he loved him more than me, rather than hated me like more. <laughs> it was just one of those things where he just he just loved my little brother a little bit more, which is fine, you know. It's yeah. a, it's I can, uh, I can sit there and let that be the thing I tell to a psychologist, or I could just get over it. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Does but, that explain why you got into comedy? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know, funny story, dude. Like yeah, uh, when yeah. I got into when I got into comedy, man. Uh, it's it's uh. There's a there's a very small group of people that when they hear that I do comedy, and even when they hear that I'm actually pretty good at it, they they get like what? And it's my uh, high school football team, and it's not even the whole team. It's like a click like ten people like that are in that 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 were on that team because in 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 like clicky high school things, once you get like a label, like it sticks with you, right? And I remember, like, I had just got on, like, whatever the varsity team. It was, uh, like, a so- like, I think it was a sophomore. I was hanging around them or, like, a junior. A junior when I got on the team. But when I was, like, near the cool kids, right, um, or whatever, all that kind of stuff, they, they said something, and I just made a bad joke. Like, like all of us can do, right? But I made a bad joke. It was a hacky joke? Yeah, I don't even know what it was, dude. Like, I, and I, I guarantee you, like, I'm a better comic now for sure. <laughs> but, like, I made a bad joke. But because things stick. Yeah. Dude, that stuck. 
and no matter how like how like it literally became a thing where like i was i was like no matter what i said there was it was a joke that i wasn't funny no matter what even if i came with some shit that i knew was funny or i got some laughs from the other people the main like group the core like the fucking death star core of uh of the football team would be like nah bro art you're not funny and then they laugh about it it was like a joke like that i wasn't funny uh you know the best part about it is so you became the punchline yeah i was the punchline whenever things were going well and, but it was funny i swear there would be times um <laughs> if this is how bad it got. Like, I wouldn't even really try to make jokes for a while. It was just that one time I made a bad one. And um, basically, I remember whenever they would make a bad joke, they would literally be quiet for a second. And they'd be like, are still not funny, though. <laughs> and, like, that would be the joke to still be like, are still not funny, even though I just bombed. Like, <laughs> they yeah. are still not funny. That's like me being on stage and being like, yeah, I bombed for five minutes. But, like, hey, Noah's jokes didn't work. <laughs> like, some shit like that. And then everybody's laughing. But, dude, yeah, I literally had this rap where, like, I was not funny to a particular, like, football team thing. But the funny thing is, you know who was on that team? Who? FC Sierra. Oh, I've not met the gentleman. He's he's hilarious, and I I love the dude. I love the dude, but we have like now because he sees me, I can feel the vibe where he's like, ah, oh, damn. He, I don't know if I don't know what it is, but there's a vibe there where he's like, uh, and it's not like a bad one, but I don't know if he kind of feels bad. You know, you bully somebody, yeah. and then you see him later, and they're like doing okay in life. Yeah. I think he. I don't know if he's having that vibe, or if I'm just like, yeah, I'm making that up. But like, I remember the first time like I seen him at Brainwash. And um, he had our like I just I just had seen him. That was the first time I went to brainwash when I started learning about mics because I had been doing comedy but I didn't know how to mic. Um, but, but basically, I'm, I'm I seen him there and uh, I was he was like, hey, you're here, and I was like, yeah, surprising, huh? Because he was one of the people that were in that particular clique. And then he he was like, uh, nah, man, it's cool. <laughs> but like, and then ever since then, like I have my pepper tree mic, and he's from that area. We were from like we went to the same high school. He would never go, and I mean, Dave would tell me like he'd be like, hey, I keep telling him to come to your mic, and uh, he just he just tells me the story about how yeah, yeah. you're used to not be like funny or whatever, and he he feels weird. Like I, I don't know exactly his feelings. I can never put it there but like he wouldn't come and i told me and dave dude i don't just tell him to come dude like i was like i'm okay and i told me and dave i said i'm okay because listen to this way who's a who's uh whose expert uh opinion am i going to take on comedy like 10 people from a football team and a clicky thing in high school are legit comics yeah. that i have now around me telling me that they like my stuff they think i'm funny like am i going to be like no i'm not funny because of these people who have no idea what comedy is yeah, yeah. except for one that became fc like but um and or or real comics who are like dude really like your stuff you're fucking good like i i come on man i'm going to go with the people who actually do it you know what i mean yeah, yeah. you ask yeah you ask a pharmacist about medicine like you're not going to ask some random ass but well, it's <laughs> weird man cuz the things we do we okay yeah you, you should grow out of yourself whoever you were in high school yeah for sure dude you should never really stay the same person from an adult to high yeah. school oh. but, but the thing is like yeah like Just me something funny, sorry. me <laughs> I still cringe over memories out of high school and my high school experience wasn't even that fucking bad Every, me, 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 uh, me neither man but, it was good but I, 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 I do I can't understand if like someone at one point had a a, a rela- I won't say negative, but an awkward relationship with somebody in yeah. high school. Like if someone bullied you, or someone uh, yeah. was bullied, or uh, and it, because it's all a lot of people that scars them to life mm-hmm. because yeah. you're in that weird growing stage yeah. where you're just soaking so much things in, and yeah. not just physically, but emotionally as well. Yeah, and, and so like could, social, how to interact with people, what to do with right. your hands. So, like, so <laughs> a, lo- a lot of those foundation stuff is like. Your teenage years, yeah, and, and maybe up to like your your early twenties, and you know, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, man. I look back like, dude, I should not have done that when I was in high school. Yeah. I, I, well, it, we all get that feeling like, yeah, yeah. damn, if I was in high school now yeah. with this brain that I have now, yeah. I'd be over. And <laughs> like, you feel like I'd be doing everything. Yeah. But, and and, and, and I, I would imagine that it would be awkward for yeah. someone to like meet someone later in life and be like, oh, dude, I did that to you. I feel so <laughs> yeah. bad. And it was like never like... It was never too like I'm not scarred from it at all. Like I don't even really think about it. To be honest with you, You're I didn't a comedian. think about it. I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> I never. Kidding. Yeah, no, it was true. And I, I thought <laughs> literally, like I, I, uh, I didn't even think about it for like years. And Mean Dave told the story at my open mic about how FC actually told it on stage. Um, and uh, when he was telling the story, it just brought me back, and I was like, damn. I was like, because I didn't think about it at all. Literally, I just, now that I remember it, because me and Dave had brought it up, it being like an era, I guess, <laughs> for me, but he brought it up. There was a funny story that came from it, though, because, like, I would legitimately still, like, because, you know, you just make jokes for the hell of it. My brain just works like that. Like, I just think of things that are funny, and I have fun with it, and sometimes it's cool, sometimes it's not. Most of the time, it's, it works. But, um, basically, the, there was a football player on that team that was the best football player on that team. Like, by far, he was just that guy, right? And because uh, I played a position that was right next to him, what position uh, we were both yours? safeties. I was uh, I was a free safety. Free safety. Um, so oh, we so played you were safeties. fast. Yeah, okay. we we uh, so we would always be practicing together. We'd be playing together. You really get a, whoever you're like. If you're a lineman, you you really around your lineman talking yeah, yeah. a lot. You got your own I, jokes I, and things. I was a lineman. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And then like yeah. you, and then you really get that. So with me and him, we're just out there by ourselves because you know the safeties were back there yeah. all by ourselves. It's a lot so of bonding time. We always go back and forth, <laughs> and I was always making him laugh, and I was always making everybody but that ten that group of 10 comics laugh I was always doing that but whenever it came to them it was like the Death Star but I couldn't get in like you know what I mean like it was I didn't have the force for them why do you call them the Death Star <laughs> because it was like everything like everything I can get to but like they were just like this core of people that I couldn't like get with like laughs like, every time I shot my things they wouldn't let me like they wouldn't let me in I refer to Star Wars a lot but basically um, the funny thing that happened is that football player the, like the best one on the team at the end of the year they have this big old like banquet right and uh, the the banquet everybody has like a little folder they put a folder thing out that has all the players and they have things they want to say about the year and like things that we wrote down that they had us write down like i like eating pizza or like things i remember and there was one that said like your 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 favorite memory from the football season and as you're flipping through everybody's saying different things and whatever but we like he turned to uh my, my friend who was the best like football player on the team uh, his name was rashad not that it matters but rashad had wrote in the in his fondest memories he said arch jokes they were hilarious and like that whole click of uh, football players were like what and then literally he was like no nah, dude you guys don't know what you're talking about this dude's funny <laughs> and like i remember that moment because like it was just funny to have like that was the only like power move that could have happened to mess them up because so, they so respect you, that guy right. yeah so you got the, fi the yeah, final yeah i got the final thing because i remember yeah. that i remember yeah. them being yeah. like really like rashad yeah. and he was like yeah dude you guys don't know what you're talking about this dude's hilarious and it just it was just a proud moment for me like no they probably don't even remember the moment but i remember laughing because i was like damn i was like that's funny as hell because that's a happy ending for dude. me it's like though because yeah. you play football on varsity for two years so like they kept that thing going for like a while and it just it, it was like one of those things that it was basically a two-year punchline <laughs> to, to a really long joke and then but then rashad put that out i was just i was done it was hilarious like i just couldn't help it man i was like this is funny that's beautiful so rashad, i'm gonna say rashad started my comedy career even though it's not completely true but <laughs> i'm gonna say the best player on my football team started it <laughs> so it's pretty dope well what kind of people i mean they, did, I'm sure you understood the concept of stand-up during your teenage yeah. years, did you? Or to be honest with you, no, man. I, I, I would watch it a little bit, but I. Who were you watching? 
Dude, just whatever was on, you know, because Comedy Central had the uh, 30 minute specials you could just pull up and watch. Like, it was just whoever was on that. So it was random 30 minute, like, you know, Comedy Central presents whoever and who. I just watched those. And I, I didn't really under. Dude, because when you're. You remember this time when you don't even understand how people get to that point or right, how people even right. do that. And I'm just like, oh, these people get to go talk. And they're, some of them are really funny, some are okay. Like, but I just would watch that. And um, I actually, like, I, I did comedy like the year the first time I got on stage was at Tommy T's in like 2009 or 2010 how old were you then? Um, dude I was like 19 19, 20 in that range I have like video of it it's hilarious are we the same age? Um, I'm 26 you're 26? I just turned 27 yeah, oh yeah. yeah so I'm about to turn 27 I was born in 1990 yeah, yeah, 1990. So we're the same age. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for well, sure. Right. I'm April uh, 19, 1990. You got such a young face. I thought you were younger <laughs> than me for some reason. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's just, I don't know what happened. And I'm the opposite. I have like this growing aging man. <laughs> we're on the like, different going. sides. None of us look like we're like 26 or 27 <laughs> at all. <laughs> but yeah, man, like, uh, dude, it's... it's um, so 19, Tommy T's. Yeah, so Tommy T's. Uh, and I was, I did... Okay, but what finally pushed you to try it out? Oh, uh, I just... I actually, well, I realized in high school I liked comedy, and I like toward the end of it, like I realized it was a thing you can do because I happened to look it up, and you go on the website, and Tommy T says whatever first Tuesday of every month you can come do comedy, and um, you can do open mic, and I had been thinking about it, didn't really do it, and I just had been thinking about it, and then I just went and got on stage, and I uh, got a few laughs, and it was pretty cool, um, and the the thing is, but see, th this is where it starts a weird thing because. I have a weird calculator for how long I've been doing comedy because I don't I don't say I started in 2009 because which I guess I could some people do they count the first time they got on the mic yeah. but the reason that I don't is one at the end of the day I don't care the first thing I'm going to say I don't even care about when people say years and all that kind of stuff it's it's how you look on stage man you could literally be doing comedy for three years if you look like you've been doing it for 10 dude that's fucking great. You know what I mean? I know people who have been on stage for like eight years. They look like they've been doing it for two. So like, it's like, it's like, do you get to throw the years around or how when you're on stage? <laughs> you know what's funny, dude? You know what I'm saying? I, I think a, a big part of it is, is when you run in a, a show, even an open mic, you, you yeah. can really study the different people that, that come on by. Yeah. And, and, you, and you could, you could always like at a certain point start like having a good idea of, yeah. of who this person is as a performer and yeah. what, and how, how much along they are working on that. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. That's pretty funny. Yeah, and it's one of those things where... Because like, we psychoanalyze our performers now. Because we have yeah, to. We're like, oh, to. we, we want to make sure it's a good show. So who's, yeah, who's you up wanna, next? And you want to know if they can play to your... Yeah, but they... So what my calculator is weird for my years because I got... If I if I counted 2009, dude, I've been doing it for hell long. Like, I'm almost at 10. But I wouldn't do that. Like, because I, I know that that first year, I had mic'd every other month because I couldn't make it to the Tommy T's mic because I thought that was the only mic. I didn't know that there was other mics. I had no clue. I thought that was mic. And then the next, the next two years, I spent either going to Tommy T's or... Every other month, I'd go to L.A. and go Mike over there because I was like, well, you got to go to L.A. to, you know what I mean? You got to go to L.A. because that's where you got to be, but not knowing how to do it or what I'm doing. So for the next two years after that, I was in L.A. like trying to mic, but you get frustrated because I didn't know how to do all this stuff. I just find one mic and that day, maybe once like that one time, that one week you get on a lottery and you don't even get in. You know what I mean? What were you doing in L.A. In LA though? How, how are you surviving over there? Oh, my brother lives over there. My oh. brother actually lives right across the street from the Laugh Factory, dude. Oh, what, does I could, he, what does he do over there? I don't know why I'm doing a football example, but I could throw another football and hit the Laugh Factory. And like, you know, um, my brother is, uh, he, he works at a clothing company, but he also does like uh, designs accessories for like, just like big shows or whatever. He's building his, like, he he likes designing stuff and um, he's he's building, he's building his name in that. So but. there's an artistic streak in your family. Yeah. You know what's funny? I'm, I started realizing this. Uh, 
dude, my family, like, and everybody says our family's funny. My family is funny from just a dynamic thing, but standalone, like, if I analyze everybody's, like, comedic mind, everyone's funny. Like, I didn't realize that. I realized the other day, like, my little brother was telling me a story, and I was rolling, I was like, my brother's a really good storyteller, my younger brother, but my dad has always been hilarious. Like, my, I didn't realize it, but, and whenever my dad would loosen up and drink a little bit, he'd kill the room, and I didn't think about it that way, because I wasn't a comic at that time, right? But I think about it, and then my mom is just, like, everybody's funny, and I didn't realize that at all, dude. Like, I just, I didn't, from a standalone standpoint, I'm like, my family's crazy, you know, everybody says that, like, they're hacky, hey, my family's crazy, but like... So when like, you started like, comedy, did your, did your family support that? Uh, honestly, dude, no I didn't not because they didn't support it I've actually always been somebody where I mean I don't I've never really invited people to shows man like and people started coming now I have people coming to shows now like yeah. like because I had this thing where like, I was just like I don't know I just, I'm just i like dude I'm not good I don't want to have them come I'm up there for five minutes I don't want people driving 15 to see yeah, five I hear you. And, like, and I think like that and I, I, I'm so like worried about other people I'm like I don't want them to have to do this right now and now it's to the point where like I don't even invite people still people come mm -hmm. find me like it's funny my people come find me now they're like dude are you performing I'm like yeah you can come so I have this weird relationship that like cause I'd be in bringer shows and stuff like that but I just I'd act like I was gonna bring but I wouldn't I just I'd be honest like I'm not gonna lie like and, and the thing is I'm the only bringer saying that but like I'm like I'd act like well, I'm gonna because bring because you, you wanna build a following organically yeah and I also wanna be good cause I one thing that I've always understood and I learned this to be honest with you, I learned this from that that football experience. Uh, people remember you for the first thing that you do, man. First impression. And you can never let it go. Yeah. So like the the football team, because literally, I, I I probably got funnier just trying to break that wall. You know what I mean? But like, no matter what, I could have been fucking Dave Chappelle funny and walked up and said something. You know what I mean? Like if somehow Dave Chappelle could dress exactly like me and walk up to that group and make a joke and look just like me, they'd be like, "Art, right, you're not funny, bro. Walk the fuck on." So, because so, it, it sticks with you. You know what I mean? It's so like a, you learned early on about bombing. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I learned early on about bombing, and I learned early on. And that's another thing too. Yeah. I learned about bombing, and I learned about how if you're not, if if they think you're not funny, they're gonna remember that forever. Because even nowadays, luckily I realized that early because like I I didn't really invite people to my shows. Now like I have people. Like come to shows like I just I I headlined in uh, San Jose show for K Chang at uh, his La Facina show that is he just started up it's a pretty cool little intimate like room and um, I headlined it but it was a really intimate show like dude there was only like twenty people in there and it was like one of those things where it was like you know it's hard to get a laugh when there's a few people but I had a good set it was just a good set and I had like four people that I knew there and it was one of the good feelings where I was like I know this wasn't an easy room to get laughs in like I knew it like you know as a comic you're like yeah, this yeah. wasn't easy and I did well and I'm like and they 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 loved the show and I was like this is such a better feeling than if I would have brought them to a bringer show when I wasn't ready you know what I mean because now they go they like they know they're like oh dude you're good and they'll tell people and it's like one of those things that like, that feels better than than if I had brought them to a bringer I'm not saying I'm like great now I'm just saying I'm good now and that you're um, improving yeah I'm improving I'm like I'm, I'm an enjoyable uh, like I'm more of I could say I'm an enjoyable act to some degree now it's like uh, but like they'll go tell people now oh he's good rather than and like I kid you not I still hear from like there's that, that 10 group of people and maybe some people that remember they're like oh man you're not funny <laughs> And they don't. They've never seen. Like they haven't seen me go on stage and do it. I wish they would. Now. Does, that, does that include FC Sierra? Uh, you know what's weird? I don't. One day I do. I want FC, but FC's always been like he's kind of like a quiet. You know. You know he's not really. You know he doesn't. He doesn't really. Yeah. I don't. I mean I don't know how he is, cause, but he's like I just know the. Uh, he's, he's not very quiet about stuff. I don't know what he's thinking up here. He's but, a thinker, is what I'm trying to but, say. But it's so I don't know what he's thinking. It, it, it's interesting yeah. because. When you do comedy, even on the local level, yeah. there's a sense of camaraderie. Well, fuck, I fucked up that word. Yeah, but, but camaraderie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
where it's like, oh, you know, you do comedy, I do comedy, we're in the trenches, dude. We're in this together. Yeah, and that's why I you think know? it gets and, weird and, with and, me and FC. And, and the thing is, <laughs> and you mentioned before that uh, Sammy and Kabir went to the same high school. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the dynamics they were in high school. Yeah. But they seem... I want to ask them that, actually. They, they, yeah. they seem to be getting along very well. So. You know, they, 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 they help each other out there in each other's shows. Uh, and so it's like, I, I would imagine if, like, I met someone from my high school. Yeah my class or any class that I was with in, in high school and I find out they're in comedy. Yeah. I'll get fucking excited. I'm yeah. Like, dude, you're, you, you, you fucked up as much as I fucked up in life and we're in this together. Yeah, right. And, and you're this, like, dude, and this is going to be fun. We're holding on to this olive branch together, man. <laughs> Let's see how this is going to go. But, but I, maybe, maybe it's about time that you, you and FC have, have a talk and see yeah. what's up. You dude, know? you know what's because, funny? Because I, should... cause I, cause I feel it's sad. It's sad because not many people, I mean, everybody, could could find the courage to do yeah. stand up once or twice, but yeah. to to really do it on a consistent level, yeah, and especially locally where you're not really doing it for money necessarily, yeah, you you gotta love this thing. You're trying to build yourself up as a performer. That's all you can really do, right? I yeah. think it's a little sad that two people w- with a common goal uh, are, not, <laughs> yeah. are not who you yeah, say have I, history I are not friends. <laughs> and I don't want you to think like uh, we we're we're cool, man. Like we're we're not like crazy friends. Like I'm not. He won't invite me to his birthday. Like it's not gonna not because he hates me. He just. It's it's. I don't want this story Wait, to on, come because I don't want this to come off like. Hold on. Uh, be honest with you. First of all, because in my head, the way you explain it, it seems like you guys were close at one time. Oh man, no, we were close. Like football, yeah, football brother. Close. So you guys were close, so, dude. Okay, football let's brother. put it this way. You guys were football close, dude. I'm gonna <laughs> no, but for sure, like no, there's that's there's a there's a legitimacy to may, may, that. Maybe I'll talk to him and he'd be like, dude, what? No, we weren't close at no, all. No, but he has got to understand. Like he he was the older, uh, he was a senior when I was a junior. So like I looked up to him as a uh, as as a football and as as a classman, right? But like no, like we have a football brothership. Like dude, if I seen him like right outside your house getting mugged like i'm i'm fighting with him or getting mugged depending how that goes but like i'd be there instantly like not even like think for a second it's just one of those things where it's like it's it's the rarest like that's ever happened to where um for some reason like there was a perception built of me when i was like a a kid that was in his brain and then he sees me doing something that's the complete freaking opposite he's actually never seen me perform he's seen me host shows because he it was a good feeling he came to my mic finally came to my mic he did and it was cool to see him perform and we talked and it was cool and it felt like a good moment right but like i don't want everybody to think like this is like he he hate like it's not no hate no nothing it's just what happened you know what i mean like it's just it's just well like, he played time. he played uh like most of us do yeah a psychological factor in your upbringing yeah yeah for uh, this thing yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like you know like, like i said before uh, I, I i've been in that position and i've been the opposite of that position yeah you know yeah. Uh, I feel so shitty. Like to this day, you know, since we're sharing these things. Yeah. I had a friend. I, I was part of, of a pretty uh, close friend thing at the time uh-huh. of, uh, of of doing videos. Yeah, I used to do a lot of videos. At, yeah, in, you should. Man. In high school, <laughs> I should. Going. I should go back in high yeah, school and do back. videos. Yeah, go back. Those were the good years. <laughs> I'm sorry, but to say there's something you should do. Be creative, man. Yeah, People yeah. don't put yeah. enough so, emphasis on it. You know, but from a young age, yeah. I, I was doing you know these stupid Spanish videos, and and I developed a, a good couple friends. And one of these friends had a girlfriend, and she was cool. Uh, but one time, I don't, they they called me, and I guess they're all hanging out, and they called me to tell me that the guy, you know, we were in high school, that he uh, is having a baby with that girl. Oh, wow. Okay. And I thought it was a joke. I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, 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 right, guys. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, man, this is for real. But I don't know my immediate reaction, you know, because I project, even now. Yeah. 
like because if if you're like oh you're going through that then it's like oh man what if i'm going through that like what so yeah. for me i was like what's wrong with you man are you stupid like and i just go on this huge fucking t- uh diatribe on him and, and the friends yeah on the phone about it and, and to the back I was like i was so stupid of me but i'm like dude what what are you stupid what well i, I get to care of this kid yeah i mean i was totally acting like i was the one having the baby it was like the, and, and, the and, rational thoughts and you were having and in the beginning of the conversation when they were announcing that he was having the baby they're like oh dude it's great it's great and then me and my diatribe and just died yeah. down yeah and then you just and then <laughs> and then we never spoke again through high school Oh wow! And to this day, wow! Like we're kind of we're like Facebook distant. Yeah. But I know if I were to meet him and those friends in person, yeah, it would be awkward for me. Like I think I would be FCC here in that situation. Yeah. I'm like yeah, dude, I I fuck I, I fucked you know because I couldn't imagine how much of an asshole I came off. Yeah. And how much of ignorant I came off. Yeah. And to to do that to somebody who's going through a major life changing experience. Yeah. I, I fucked up. You know, yeah. I should have been supportive. Like, oh, great, man. This, this, we'll do this together. But instead, you know, I, I, I did the stupid thing of, of, of fucking insulting him. And yeah. and I feel awkward about it to this yeah. day. You know? Yeah. I, I know that. Down- did they have the baby? Did the baby happen? Yeah. I, I mean, it, it got weird because I don't think that they're together anymore. And, but they, and, they had the but, baby. But it's weird because usually people who have babies, they post pictures of their babies. Yeah. This guy never really does. But he has, so he has a kid though. But that was in high well, school. Wait, so dude, his he, kid's like seven, right? Dude, I don't know. Wait a minute. His kid's like seven. Did or they seven. have the baby? Oh my god! If they didn't have the baby, it, I don't that, know, Maybe man. that's why he's mad, man. Maybe they, maybe at, something happened. They didn't. No. You know, something happened. Oh, that'd be the worst. You just blew my dude, mind. Hold like, on. You should, I, I don't know, man. Because <laughs> we just stopped talking. We just and this is pre Facebook, yeah, right? Yeah. So you don't get to see like. So anything. it's like years later until we finally reconnected on Facebook. So I don't. And know, And to man. be honest, nobody projects. We didn't have the baby, guys. Like it yeah. never. Like no one ever posts a thing like, hey. Uh, things bad things happen. But don't worry, he, he, <laughs> like, was cool, he was a cool guy. Yeah, they're all cool. But that one moment, but we don't know if he I, had the I baby was the biggest now. asshole in the world about it. You and should literally call him and be like, "Hey, did you have that baby?" <laughs> <laughs> like that, that'd be the first thing you say to him. Like he's gonna answer the phone, but like before he's gonna be like, "It's okay. I know. Yeah. I know this is. He yeah. upset me." But I'm gonna try to work it out. And as soon as he answers the phone, you go, "Hey, did you have that baby?" <laughs> you never heard back. Where are the pictures on Facebook? Uh, and he's like, "Nah, bro, we lost it." He hangs up on you. He goes, "I hate you forever." I'm like, "No!" <laughs> like the worst thing that could happen. But I hope, I hope it nothing bad happened. I, yeah, just in case he hears yeah. this podcast for some reason. <laughs> yeah, man, I hope the best. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Best, but yeah. but but you know, I was young and I was stupid and I was arrogant. Yeah, but you also were saying facts, but like it was like at the maybe the wrong time or the wrong way, you know? Because you're well, still like panicking. You're like, "Dude, this dude, is gonna be scary. How are you?" gonna you know yeah it's yeah. not like you were saying things like yeah. i don't believe in babies fuck that baby <laughs> like you were like you know what i mean you were like how are you gonna take care of it yeah. how's it gonna live like how's uh, it gonna do that but, but you're a young father yourself, yeah and that's right? what i was gonna say dude like literally um i have a pretty i don't know if it's from being a comic guy but just have a pretty realistic outlook on it where i'm like yeah this is fucking scary but what age did he have that that child dude um i was uh i was 24 um he's two years old now so i'm 20 i'm 26 and it's one of those things where like he's it's my little dude but um i i got to the point like i was panicking for that first year because you're like you're like how am i gonna do this how am i and not because like and I, it wasn't even about my lifestyle some people panic they're like hey i can't party or i can't whatever i've never been a huge party or like a thing like never really done that so i didn't lose that aspect the only thing for me that worried is like damn man, i want to make it as a comic but I want my kid to be okay. So like I have that 
that thing in me where it goes back and forth. I'm like, my brain's telling me like, dude, just stop and get a job. You could feed them for the rest of your life. But the other part of me is like, no, dude, keep doing comedy because if you make it, you can have an amazing life with your kid and you have all this time to do whatever you want with him. You know what I mean? So it's like a, I have this weird go back and forth. But you know, I only panic because I want him to be okay. It's not not because I'm like, I'm proud to say, like I'm I'm a father and I'm, I'm not I'm not with the mom, but I'm like, and I'm not proud to say that, but I, I am okay with it. Like I've reached a place where I'm okay with it because were you guys friends? it's just my life. Yeah, well, we, we still are, we still are. Like we were together for like three years. It's just yeah. that uh, the way I explain it is our relationship wasn't even was still trying to be strong enough with just us two trying to figure out how to respect each other and how to be like you know trying to figure that out and then when the baby was thrown in there just so much of an occupy of time and trying to make that work that things got worse man it just it just does you need it, it takes a really strong relationship to get through having a baby like but to be in one that you already felt like yeah you were just trying to make it work and we we're just trying to make it work and um don't tell me you had a baby to make it work no 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 we were it was the baby was coming and she wanted to have it and I, oh. i'm respectful to where i was like yeah, man, if that's what you want to do and you're not comfortable, then I'll, I'm down to bounce with it. Because I've already, like, I understand in life things are going to go in different ways. You well, it's good for them. the kid, too. You yeah. Know? And the thing is, I I, I really I really just uh, believe, and I might be the only one saying this, because whenever it comes to having a baby, people panic. And I don't know if I'm biased because I'm going through it. But, dude, I had a baby. But, dude, I'm doing more comedy than I did before I had the baby. I'm figuring out how to make money doing comedy before I had, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, I'm working my way and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm still living my dream. The only thing is, is that like, dude, it just means that I got more hoops to jump through and my schedule's packed. Like I'm always moving, yeah. dude, I'm always moving, but yeah. I'm okay. If that's going to be my life, I'm actually okay with it, dude. Like, cause literally it got to the point where like, I'd be at an open mic late. Um, and then, and then wake up in the morning, take him to daycare or be with him in the morning. And like I would, I would literally every second I was doing well, something. Well, you know what, man? Yeah. It, this concept of it being scary at a young age yeah. to have a child and it is scary is, you know? is, is uh, something new to our society and the way our society works yeah because for the longest time for thousands of years in human life our life expectancy was short so, you so had people were having baby. kids in their late teens yes and, and, you know so yes. it, it, it was not uncommon yeah it just now the way the world works now in mm-hmm. the country we live in yeah and, and, and the way we view young yeah. people uh, it becomes dude. A yeah, scary I have a, thing. I have a dude. I have a bit about that. Like it's like a, I don't know. Should we do bits on here? Is that is that a thing? Like, don't expect any laughs though. No, I mean, I, mean, I might laugh. Bomb. I'm gonna but, bomb. Okay, I'll, I'll just talk about the concept of the, the bit. listeners might laugh. The concept know. of the bit is ex- is exactly that. Is there's a lot of things that people look at you and judge you for that are actually you're actually the normal one. Yeah, you're actually your body's telling you to have a baby. When you're like between oh, yeah. 14 and 22, your body's like have a baby now. That's what horniness is. That's what that is. It's like you don't just get horny for no reason. It's a biological, you get, you get primitive hungry. thing. You get yeah, hungry yeah. to eat food. Your brain goes, you need to eat to survive. You get horny so your body's like, go have a baby to reproduce, motherfucker. You got to do this now. Your body's like aggressively pushing you. That's why we're running around like, ah, yeah. fuck, ladies, Bro, ladies, ladies. This, like, it's like, like it's not going to yeah. work later in life. It's now or never. Yeah, and then, so you're fighting a biological thing inside of you. So it's actually, if you have a baby and you're young, you're just normal. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's how, and exactly what you were explaining. You're just normal. It's the other people that are abnormal. Nothing wrong with them, but they're they're fighting it off like weirdos. Like, and you're trying to make it seem like they're weird for fighting it off. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, you you got to understand, like, it's, it's, it's going to, if it happens, yeah. and it is, like you said, our day and age, like, you people are like, oh, you're not supportive. You don't have a whatever. And there's, there's truth in that. It's just like yeah. when you were like, you were saying those facts about the guy having a baby. It's true. I, like, if I wish... Like the only one of the downers on being a dad is I'm like, I'm not in a, I wish I was in a better position for my son. 
Like you, that's it. Bottom line. And I and I have pain because I'm like, damn, I really wish. You know what I mean? And like, and then you think about, damn, I've been spending my time trying to take care of this and that. And now my kids here, and like, what do I have for them? Like, I've had that, and that that's a tough thing to go through. And but it's like one of those things that it's okay. Like I just gotta get there while I have them now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And my attitude toward it is like, dude. My kid's not gonna remember anything until he's like five or seven. So like, I got five years to figure that shit out. I was like, that's exactly like my my attitude is, dude. I got five years to get on Comedy Central. I need to figure this shit out. That's why I'm like, you'll see me running around like crazy. I was like, if it, if we get to five years and shit gets kind of yeah. weird and I don't even have a chance, yeah. I might think about doing something else. But like, uh, until then, man, yeah. until he starts getting memories that last, fuck that. I'm going hardcore at the comedy until it works out, man. It's very true, it man. Does. Yeah, it's very true. You, 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 yeah, you, you got that. Fun. Five year grade yeah, yeah so i'm like fighting hard like it, to be a, a good example and even with that like it's gonna be another like three years before he's like hey does dad do anything <laughs> so like i got time and if if it doesn't work dude I, I could i got like two years left of college i can need to go finish or whatever i can go uh-huh. do that but for now uh and i even take one class here and there for that just to keep that going but like i um i am going to give it everything i got but see this is my attitude on it and because i've heard people I mean, honestly, I've heard people like make they they don't say this word for word, but they make it sound like I'm a bad father because I'm trying to do an entertainment thing rather than doing a, a well, classical thing. What they're saying is your dreams are over. You got his dreams to worry about. Yeah, and it's one of those things. Well, yeah. Which is a great thing that this show called Atlanta brought to light. I'm not sure if you've seen that show. Yeah, is that is that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a great thing because he's he's a young guy who's yeah. trying to get in the rap game, yeah, and, for sure. and he has a, a young kid. He goes. It's, I can't say verbatim, but he goes along the lines like, "Just because I have a child does not need does not mean I have to stop pursuing my own dreams. Like, yeah. There has to be a way where I could do both. Yeah, and and that's the whole idea. And it's just again, dude. Today, the the world we live in right now in our society, it, it's it's just they just expect you. Yeah, uh, that to do something, you have to do it when you're alone necessarily, or yeah, when you don't, you have less responsibility to worry about. Yeah, and which will be easier. Yeah. but but if you think about long term wise. It doesn't matter. It only matters what you have in front of you. Yeah, and what you're doing currently. Is you, yeah. you have a child. It seems like you have yeah. a good support system with your family. You have oh, a big yeah. family. I'm yeah, sure they yeah, help yeah. you out. People, they, they, they enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. So, they and enjoy and, that and like man. I said, <laughs> dude, like 50 years ago, it's yeah, it's not uncommon to someone have no, a child no, no, no. a young age not. and have not just the family, like the whole family help them out. Yeah. And I, the way I looked at it too is that because people were like, they when they try to word it like I'm a bad dad for like not you know does that get to, to you with I've, I'm better at it now because yeah. I have I literally I have a I, I can't even say trump card anymore you say trump card like I have a trump card for that like it's fucking like cool but now trump sucks so he ruins it so never mind I have something that knocks that out of the park because I always tell him I'm like how am I supposed to look at my son when he's he's growing into a man and tell him dude you can be whatever you want in life if I stopped because he showed up yeah you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There's a hypocrisy that I'm not doing. You know what I mean? That's my attitude toward it. I, I'm okay with trying and giving it everything I got and then being like, hey, I did it. I tried and then, and, and I reached whatever. Because technically, we're all living our dream right now just because we're doing, like you're doing this podcast, we're doing comedy. We're literally actually living our dream. We're just so stressed out we don't notice. Because there, there was a you before that was like, fuck, I wish I was doing what I, and, and now you're doing it. But so but my attitude is, is that like, yeah, that's I can't be a hypocrite like that. Yeah. That's, a, that's a huge hypocrite. You know what I mean? To do that to my to my kid. So at least when my son's uh and thanks thanks to that we got internet and videos and stuff, he'll at least be able to see that I I, I went and tried for it. So he can have an example of it. You know what I mean? I could be like, son, my life was tough when you showed up and I still didn't let go of my dream. And I and I still and I still took care of you and it took everything I freaking had, but I still didn't let go. So when you go to do what you need to do, you don't need to stop for nobody. 
You know what I mean? Fucking beautiful. That's what I, and that's that's my attitude. And, and, and you, that's what I tell people when they try to make me seem like, oh, you're a dad. What and, are you? And you touch a notion which I think is very important. Yeah. Because I I certainly got the, you know, like you said, it, it's it's great to when your child grows up and not be resentful of the child because it's, oh, no. it, it, yeah. it, it signifies right. that you gave up something. Yeah. You know, like my dad, he, he to this day he tells me he's like, dude, he wanted to be a drummer. Oh man, and he but still he, says it, huh? But he's, he, he's but everyone, yeah. But, but he stopped because he had my sister and he had me. Yeah. So in some ways, it's like a, like to receive that it sucks as as a young person to be. And like, I don't ever want to do that to my yeah, kid. You know yeah. what I mean? I want to have a grasp on at least like knowing that I tried, man. Like you know what I mean? And that at the end of the day, that's one of the things that that I hate about when people try to chase something like a, like a, like becoming a superstar. Because if you look at the pool, literally. Dude, there's only like a tiny percentage of people who become superstars. There's people who reach a working level, like, and you get to live your life at that working level. That's awesome. That's reachable for all of us. You know what I mean? We can get to a point where we're headlining and making like $2,000 a weekend. You know what I mean? Like, we can all get to that point because that money is out there. But the thing is, when people don't judge themselves based on superstardom, I think it's kind of dumb because, like, you're living your dream as you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just be like, oh, now that I'm in a movie. I made it because to be honest with you, it you're, it'll mess you up because if you don't ever learn how to be happy doing what you're doing, those people who do movies are like, what's the next movie? You know, what I mean? what's the next movie I got to be in? What's the next? They're never like happy with who they are. And they the thing is, I don't know how long you've been doing comedy, but you've been living your dream as long as you've been doing it because you're doing it. You know what I mean? I'm so sick of people like so. And that's the thing that's frustrating about stardom. Like it, it, if like, for example, dude, if we all fucking I don't know. For some reason, we like working with clay. That's your thing. You know what I mean? Ceramics. Yeah, ceramics. I don't even know. Yeah, see, I don't know shit. But yeah, so basically, uh, the uh, if you like working with ceramics, as soon as you make that first fucking plate, dude, and you realize that that's my shit, and you and you buy the stuff for it, dude, that you're living your dream. Be fucking happy. You know what I mean? Like that's literally like your dream. So when we're getting on mics, dude, even if like no matter how it goes, we're actively doing it right now. And I hate it because you're you you know your your father probably a great man but it, that you hate that memory that 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 lasts with you but to be honest if he was drumming at some point or if he was just on with his friends on the weekend was still like hey man i'm gonna go drum dude you're fucking doing what you like to do you know what i mean it's you know what i mean it, and people get this weird thing if you're doing your dream for just even if it's only like i feel like it's a ted talk now like a four hours a day uh, four hours a day one day in that week you're still living your dream you still have that thing you didn't let go of what you enjoy making you feel good making you because i'm gonna mic no matter what dude yeah yeah even, no matter what, I'm going to run a room no matter what. At some point, I don't give a shit because like, I know how to do this now. So technically, I'm always going to be around what I enjoy. But when you start looking at stars and you start looking at people who made it and you start judging yourself based on other fucking people who are probably miserable than fucking selves, you know what I mean? Because yeah. that happens. Like people you, people think, oh, now you're successful. No, it does it. it's all up here, dude. So like if it's one of those things where like if you don't learn how to be happy right where you're at right now, when you get there, dude, you're not going to be happy. Cause you should be happy now. You know what I mean? It's like that type of thing. It's very right? true, man. And it's, yeah, it's, it's like, uh, yeah, dude. There's so much to digest right there. That's, that's, dude, that's I'm telling you. And I, I just want to. Yeah, you just gotta enjoy yourself, man. Enjoy your life. <laughs> it's just and, and, and that's something I have to keep reminding myself. You yeah, because the world reminds. I, I get you. way ahead of yeah. myself sometimes. I mean, to this day, I remember when we, we talked at Michalateka. We met up. That was back when you had your, your long curly yeah. hair. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're doing the web series. Yeah. And I was like, dude, me, I was pretty down because it was, it was each web series episode's a long journey and process with a lot yeah. of uphill battles. Yeah. I was just, yeah, I wasn't really excited about it. Yeah. And I was like, it. dude, you're making a web series. Like, yeah. That's awesome. Like, like all the of fact that here, you're doing yeah. it. And I was like, and, and you, at that moment, you play, I was like, yeah, you're right, man. Like, I'm doing something. You're doing and, it. And, yeah. and, and, and just recently, I'm kind of, you know, 
I'm kind of realizing it's like you know what dude and a lot of it has to do with me graduating and, and me with a film degree yeah and me going like you know what and because I, I had this this weird couple months where I was like should I go to New York should I go to LA should I go where the industry's at you know but I was like you know I can't because uh, the stories I tell has to do with the people I know here where I where I live yeah so a part of me came up with a with a decision where it was yeah. like alright man yeah. it has to be now because I I'll be kicking myself over my head if if I go, I don't go. So I have to make. You have it, to make the decision. And yeah. I, and finally, yeah. you know, I came to the conclusion. I was like, you know what, man? Maybe I won't be a big time filmmaker yeah. or anything. Maybe will you never. Know, I won't right? be famous at all. Yeah. But if I could make a short film, like one or two a year, and uh, under my terms. In your way. In my way, my yeah. stories that when I want to tell them. And they could be as low budget as I don't know mm-hmm. these days on an iPhone seven. Yeah, I think I'll be happy. Yeah, I I, I think I'll be happy to live my life. Like I, I could be working a, a day job mm-hmm. and just being do that on the weekends. Mm-hmm. I'll be happy. Yeah, and because I came to the conclusion is like deep down inside to me, what matters to me is writing. I, I like for me being a storyteller. That's the thing that gives you that feeling. You know, doing it's it. like yeah. I'm not doing this for fame. I'm yeah. not doing this for validation. Yeah. I'm not doing this for 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 respect necessarily. I'm doing this because I love to do it. Yeah. And I have to be realistic in that uh, it's an uphill battle for someone of me, you know, mm-hmm. coming from a poor working class family mm-hmm. uh, from the Bay, South Bay. Yeah. Uh, with no connections to the industry at all. Yeah. Uh, not one. Well, not, now DreamWorks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, we can't tell that story. Yeah. Do you? But yeah, we can do it later. Uh, <laughs> That's funny though. You know, I don't think yeah. I'm, I have the best imagination in the world. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Just tell the stories I honestly want to tell. Mm-hmm. And it may be, you know, YouTube videos or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'll be happy doing those for the rest of my life and that's, if it comes to that. Dude. And that's the thing. As that, opposed that's the to, best thing you could do too, right? As opposed to yeah. giving it up and then for the rest of my life be like, oh, you know, I studied or I loved film when I was young. I never got into yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know. So so you really brought out that notion right now. And dude, it really yeah. hit me hard. Because no, I remember we had that conversation, dude. I was literally, because I, I tried to do a web series and it was so hard to get people together. We only filmed like the first episode, kind of. So like when, when, when I heard that you did it, um, I was like, dude. So I'm not even done the season yet. But, but dude, <laughs> four you, episodes but you got But you got episodes <laughs> in. And then I, yeah. I still I still recognize that, man. But, you know, that's, yeah, you, you, you that, I, hope, I hope that you stick to that because, and that's my attitude toward this whole comedy thing. I stop caring about because everybody, honestly, we all want to be famous, but I'm. That's not the reason I'm doing this, dude. Like I'm doing this because I want a lifestyle that would allow me to get paid for what I say. You know what I mean? Like that. That's why I'm doing it, and that'd be awesome. But if that doesn't happen, I can always just keep saying what I want on mics and try to get laughs and enjoy it, that kind of thing. I fame for me, and I hope it stays like this. I hope one day I don't come in here with a puffy fucking coat and shit, and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm the shit, but like, <laughs> like some fucking asshole, but like, uh, I, I I, think fame will be, if it happens to any of us, let it be a side effect and take advantage of it, use the platform, but do the thing that got you there, man. That's why people end up, man, you get you get so caught up, and people fall off sometimes, too, even when they reach a higher level because they, they, they forget them. All you have, all you can do Literally, the same thing that Bill Burr does that you do is he has an idea, he writes it in whatever way he writes it, and goes to a microphone. And he did that, and he just kept doing it, and that's where he's at now, but he's still doing the same fucking thing. He 
he's not doing anything different. You know what I'm saying? He may have to work with like now he's recording Netflix things. He's got to tell him how he wants certain things. But it's all a byproduct the, of of what, uh, what of him writing jokes. Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, you are literally you're not doing. I mean, I'm, I would never say I'm fucking doing it like Bill Burr is because I'm not. But I'm right doing exactly what he's doing. I'm yeah. going to a fucking microphone with jokes that I I'm gonna try out, see how they go. We are doing the same fucking yeah. thing. In some ways, you have you to. You know what I mean? You have to humanize your your idols. Yeah. You know, it, uh, and this is something I heard from others too. It's like they meet someone they they that's yeah. famous and like, dude, he's just a guy. Yeah. It's just a fucking guy. You forget. You know, man. like for me, I was like, oh man, we great, like Martin Scorsese. Yeah. But then you know I I, I watched his interviews and, and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? He has the same insecurities I have. Yeah, they're people. And and, and on you top know? of that, he's got he's famous. He's well respected in the community, and he he even has trouble convincing people to be on board with his projects. Yeah. Or to put money into his projects. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, like that really inspired me. I'm like, dude, we're, we're you know, of of course, like you said, you're not comparing yourself to Bill Burr. I'm not comparing myself to Scorsese. Mm-hmm. But the fundamental insecurities and and things and, you have to deal with and the, the drive is there. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same, dude. Yeah, we're all just people. Some some of us get it like uh, things, you know, you go up here, you get paid for this. It, it just things change, but like it's, you're still doing the same thing. And that's my that's my. I'm hoping that my brain keeps working like that because that uh, hopefully I can just I just want to be like cool. You know what I mean? I don't want to be freaking like like. Dude, it sounds that that's I just the theme. Be okay, that's the theme of your I mean? comedy right now. Yeah, is that at a young age you want to be cool? You weren't told you were cool <laughs> yeah. by this Death Star group. Yeah, and yeah. not they're cool, but like cool. You know, I just want to be okay. You know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I just want to be okay, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just our group. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! I love, I love it. Yeah, the uh, Arturo. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you were saying? No, no. I just, I, I love, I, I love that we're doing this, man. This is fun. Oh, you, I'm, I mean, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, this is, this is awesome. The, the, man. We reached the end of our hour session. Ah, sweet man! Uh, I didn't even notice, man. It went by quick, dude. <laughs> oh damn! Uh, but where people can check you out, and how to, how can they check out your open mic? Ah, oh, sweet man. So um, is it an open mic or, or it's an open mic? Oh, yeah. uh, you could just pre-sign up for it, but it's an open mic. So it's uh, Mondays at the Pepper Tree Lounge in Union City, um, and uh, you could find me on Facebook and message me. And you can get on, dude. It's it doesn't. It's pretty open, man. Um, and uh, just let me know what time you're gonna show up, and we'll try to work out a spot for you. But uh, and then um, I I'm at like Slapface uh, Comedy in Fremont uh, or Slapface ca- Cafe. They're doing yeah. a show. Faco. Faco runs that yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, we know Faco, man. Uh, that dude. Oh. Uh, someone called him, uh, and it was the funniest thing. Uh, an audience member was like, "Dude, that's like the Mexican Kramer," and I was like. <laughs> Damn, that's the best thing I've heard an audience member ever say, and it was good. It's just, it's not a, it's not a bad thing. But yeah, so Slapface for Faco, he put me on that show, and then I'm doing uh, Tommy T's on the 28th. Uh, Tiny put me on his show there, and then uh, on the 7th I have something, and I wish I could plug it, but I, I can't think of it. It doesn't matter. It's, we're doing nothing right now. <laughs> we're just trying to enjoy it and make it. I'm just trying to make my producers proud <laughs> and have them have a good show. But uh, yeah, man, that's 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 about it. And then I guess you could look at my dumb videos. I do Vine videos. So have you seen those things? They're, They're funny. Okay, They're yeah. Dumb. I was just I was just using that to practice making videos. Uh, the so Artemis Maximus on Facebook. That's my online name that I use so I could keep a real job. If <laughs> so, they don't find that and be like, hey, we can't hire this dude. That's my little alias. And if I get big enough, I'll drop it. But for now, I'm not big, so I'm gonna keep doing stuff under that name online. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's my online name. You just don't realize like what this podcast is my initials like Jorge M. Sanchez yeah like, oh shit <laughs> like a future employer could just look at the conversations I'm talking about you yeah know? what you're doing artistic stuff so dude man it, it, hopefully they're not jerks <laughs> you know but yeah man uh, th- that's where you could find me and then uh, other than that yeah that's that's it Arturo thank you for coming uh, I really enjoyed our talk it was fun man you're, you're good we're good yeah man I'm, I'm good man uh, alright yeah. thank you for coming alright buddy